What a roller coaster of a day that was. Hello and welcome to Tokyo Daily. My name is Harper. Uh, on day 14 of the Tokyo Games, Friday the 6th of August, thank you very much for tuning in wherever you are. If you're watching, listening, I really appreciate it. Uh, so I'll just be guiding you through what's going to happen today, talking about what happened yesterday and with a great little interview sandwiched in between with an expert guest talking about one of the biggest events from yesterday. And we'll start with some of the biggest events from yesterday. There were lots of disappointing ones for Australia, but we'll start on the positive notes. So we'll keep the good vibes, well, not keep them, because it ended on a bit of a bad note last night, but we'll get the good vibes going uh, on this lovely day today in Melbourne, where I am. Uh, so Got a gold medal. Got got a few medals yesterday. Thomas Green and uh, Jean van der Westhuizen, they in the K2 1000 meters uh, in the canoe sprint, they won Australia a gold medal, which was very, very good to see. Beat Germany by just 0.3 of a second. Germany came absolutely charging home. So it was great to see us win another event in the canoeing after that Jess Fox one in the, in the slalom. This one's the sprint, but still great to see. And just about 10 minutes later, it was absolutely raining gold for the Aussies. Keegan Palmer, this 18-year-old guy, originally from San Diego, he's now from the Gold Coast. He won the men's park title uh, in the skateboarding, won a gold medal in that, not too bad at all. Uh, fellow Aussie Kieran Woolley, he's just 17 years old, he finished fifth and in his qualifying heat uh, just before that, he crashed into a cameraman, which was a bit unfortunate to see. Uh, but in the spirit of skateboarding, which we've all noticed throughout these games, we've loved. He shook the cameraman's hand. It was very nice to him. But those two, Kieran Woolley and Keegan Palmer, they were the two youngest skaters in the whole final. And uh, they finished in the top five, which was great. But someone not so young, someone 46 years old, a guy from South Africa, Dallas Oberholzer, he was also in that final. Didn't do quite as well, but still 46 years old in the skateboarding final, considering what we know about the age demographic of the competitors in that, oh, it's, it's pretty pretty impressive from old Dallas, pretty impressive for everyone being there, obviously, but I'll tell you what else is impressive, Melissa Wu ending her weight for an individual medal in Olympic diving, yeah, it was awesome to, to see, she won a synchronized diving medal um, a few Olympics back, but in her fourth summer game, she won bronze in the 10 meter platform which was awesome. And the, the gold and silver medalists were 14 and 15, both from China. She's 29, so the same age as the two people above her combined. So she's getting on a bit, a bit of a veteran of the sport. Uh, well, she's not really getting on, getting on in diving terms, but it's great to see her winning a bronze medal and another bronze medal. Uh, later on last night, one of the last big events last night, Ash Maloney in the decathlon, it was over the last couple of days, 21-year-old guy from Brisbane, he, he was smashing it all throughout. He was second or third uh, out of the 20 or so people in the decathlon after every single event, after the 10 uh, parts to the decathlon, he was second or third after every single one. Won a bronze medal, obviously. Aussies have never been in the top five in Olympic history in the decathlon, so breaking all kinds of records. Old Ash Maloney, just 21 years old. How crazy is that? And his teammate, uh, Cedric Dubler, he he finished last out of the people who finished the decathlon, but uh, and he also finished last in the 1500 meters, which was the final part of the decathlon. But <laughs> despite that, he was in like spurring his teammate on Ash Maloney throughout the 15 minutes come on mate come on mate you can get there because he needed to get a certain position to um, get through and before Dubler crossed the line uh, he realised that Ash Maloney had probably done enough you could see him pumping his fist as he was still finishing off that 1500 metres 
saw the result. Uh, I think he told Ash Maloney and that people were rejoicing all around Australia. So great to see in the decathlon, Ash Maloney winning bronze. Uh, the Frenchman, Kevin Mayer, he won his second silver in a row in the Olympic decathlon, and the Canadian, Damien Warner, got himself a gold medal. So that's it for the medals yesterday. We're fourth in the medal tally. We've gone up by a place, overtaken TMGB, Russia, uh, Russian Olympic Committee, still trailing us. So we're fourth um, behind China, US, and Japan, and those that's basically the confirmed order of the top three, but fourth, fifth, sixth can shuffle around a bit with Australia, ROC, and GB. And with the couple gold medals that we got yesterday, that equals our gold medal record, um, equal with Athens 2004. And we're swimming with a shot with another few, uh, another few gold medals, I reckon, which I'll talk about in just a sec. And just quickly, I'll just touch on this. Grace note, we spoke about this in the very first episode of Tokyo Daily, and uh, kind of data company, Grace Note, they predicted Australia would get 16 gold medals, 40 medals overall, which would have been our best medal haul in a long time. At the moment, we've got 17 gold and 41 overall. So we've even overtaken that. People thought that was ambitious, but we've, we've outdone it, which is absolutely awesome to see. But like I said, we could be in for another gold medal. We're definitely in for another medal, which is confirmed after Maria Fay, Artacho Del Solar, and Taliqua Clancy beat Latvia in the beach volleyball semi final. The Latvians, Tina Graldina and Anastasia Kravchenoka. They beat them in straight sets 23 21, 21 13. Latvians, 23rd in the world. The Aussies are 17th. So they're definitely not the absolute big guns in the beach volleyball world prior, beach volleyball world prior to this Olympics. But Murafaya, Tacho Del Solar, and Tolika Crancy in the gold medal match. And I'll talk to you all about that, preview that a bit in the preview section after the interview. Uh, but another awesome thing that happened yesterday uh, Stuart McSwain, Ollie Hall, they got through their 1500 meter semi finals. They're now into the 1500 meter final, uh, which is awesome to see. Stuart McSwain is a, considered a big medal chance for that. Uh, so fingers crossed he can do us all proud. And a uh, Polish guy called um, Mikhail Rosims. Jeez, this was a quite. Uh, I can't even imagine how I'd be feeling after this. In the first lap of his semi-final, uh, he lost his shoe in just the first lap. He ended. He finished the race. He finished last. But jeez, how bad would that feel? I don't, maybe he didn't tie his laces up tight enough. I, who knows what happened there? But something that you can't really blame blame on athletic performance and you finish last in an Olympic final because of that, that's just got to be so frustrating. Uh, but we spoke about the water polo yesterday with Ugo Mihailovic. Uh, the Stingers uh, lost the quarterfinal the other day to the ROC, but they're still in some placement matches. They've got some of those to come. Uh, so they're in a their first placement match against Canada yesterday. They drew 10 all, but won 4-2 on penalties. So now they're going to play the Netherlands on Saturday. Whoever wins that is going to finish fifth. Whoever loses is going to finish sixth. But we beat the Netherlands 15-12 in the group stage. So who knows? I reckon we I reckon we could get fifth there. It's definitely, definitely doable because we beat them before, like I said. And another friend of the show, Carlin McCulloch, of course, Lena Mihailovic from the Stingers. But Carlin McCulloch in the track cycling, she was in a Kieran quarterfinal, which she got through yesterday, but then a semifinal. Uh, she was 0.4 of a second off the winner, but she needed to finish top three in that semifinal, finish fifth out of six, uh, which she'd probably be a bit frustrated by, but she can hold her head high and she's still got another event to come. She finished ninth overall after a placement, uh, placement race just after that. But as I said, more events to come for her, which I will talk about in the preview. Now, to some... 
more frustrating news for the Aussies. It was a very frustrating night and afternoon uh, for some big, big events for us. So the Hockey Roos, the big one yesterday, one of the big ones, in the gold medal match against Belgium. Sorry, not the Hockey Roos, the Kookaburras. Jeez, I... I get annoyed when people say the hockey roos instead of the kookaburras, and I've done it myself. The kookaburras lost to Belgium in a shootout. It was one all uh, after normal time. Tom Wickham, the Aussie, uh, equalised in the final quarter, so took it to a shootout. Of course, five penalties each. The fifth Aussie penalty, we needed to score it, uh, and it, it got retaken after VAR, the Belgians thought they'd won it, but there was a little foul in there. You've got eight seconds to score, so it's not just a direct shot. There was a little foul in there, uh, which the video referee found after <laughs> uh, lots of deliberation. Took it again, but the keeper saved again. Uh, Vincent Vanash, the Belgian keeper, saved it, and uh, the Belgians were just gone delirious with that. Which is good for them, but heartache for the Aussies in that one. It was first versus second in the world the Kookaburras being first, but they couldn't quite get their devastating, devastating way to lose a gold medal match. But they've got themselves a silver, which is, um, yeah, nothing to be ashamed of, really. They would have been wanting gold, but silver, I think, yeah, definitely definitely still a good result. We'll take a medal. And and, and some more medal action. We missed out on a medal in this one. The Matildas against Team USA in the bronze medal match. It was a crazy, crazy game. Finished 4-3. The US won 4-3. They drew nil all in the group stage of these two teams, but this was a goal fest. 4-3 to the US on a bit of a brighter note. Sam Kerr, she became the Matilda's record goal scorer, overtaking Lisa Devanna, her 48th goal uh, for the Matildas, which is yeah, – she, she is phenomenal, isn't she? You can't really say much that hasn't been said about her. Uh, but, yeah, Matilda's losing to the US. Bit of a frustrating one, but the US are a great, great team and – Always tough to beat them. And another loss we had to the US in a different sport, the Broomers. Losing to the US in the basketball semifinals, 78 to 97. Broomers were 15 points up about halfway through the second quarter, but just really couldn't, yeah, just couldn't uh, fight against the absolute force to be reckoned with that the US is and are. They're, they're an amazing team. And the, the Boomers, they've still done very well. They've still got a match to play, the bronze medal match, of course. And to talk about that match against the US and the bronze medal match to come, plus all the basketball stuff that's happened throughout the Olympics, our basketball correspondent, she's been on a couple times already, but I've got her back because she's she's so good. We love her here. Hayley Wilds from the pick and roll. Here she is. Hey, Hayley, thanks for coming on the show again. Now I'll just start off with a simple question. How are you feeling after the last couple of days of basketball? Ah. Pretty heartbroken, to be honest. Uh, they're tough losses to, to handle when you go into an Olympics. And obviously, for both teams, gold was the the goal. And uh, some people may say that was unrealistic. But for the Boomers today, they, they definitely they showed what they're about. And they really did show that that fighting spirit that we all love. And, and they had USA on the ropes there for a while. But but as the USA can always do, they, they turned it on for to finish off the second the second quarter and really just dominated from then on but but proud of the efforts of both the Opals and the Boomers over the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah, I think lots of people are proud but like you, a bit disappointed in the final outcome. Well, the Boomers still got a match to play but uh, the how it's kind of ended in the semi-final not getting to that gold medal spot now. The, the match was a, it was a bit of a, at a bit of an inconvenient time because of the whole US broadcasting thing. I, I know I couldn't watch it. Lots of other people couldn't watch it. Um, but can, can you just fill us in on what happened, how the game panned out? 
Yeah, so so we got off a really strong start. We sort of we came out full of energy like we always do. That the defense was there and and we had it going there. Uh, Joe Ingles, who has struggled a bit throughout the tournament, he hit a couple of early triples and and you think, gee, we're looking good here. And then and Chris Golding came in, who anyone who watches the NBL knows what he can do on on any night. He got hot and hit a couple of threes and got fouled on a three and we we're really rolling along there and we're up by 15 sort of about halfway through the the second quarter and and then the USA really came back strong in, in the second half of the second quarter and I think they went on a 9-0 run to end the half and, and then it was only a three-point lead at, at halftime and and from then on you think gee it's pretty tough to hang on to a three-point lead against a team like USA for for another 20 minutes so I couldn't quite get there, but um, yeah, then the USA sort of steamrolled home and, and really with Kevin Durant just dominating, I think he ended up with 23 points and, and Drew Holiday almost a triple-double and, and stopped Paddy Mills pretty well as well. So uh, yeah, it was a disappointing end, but but yeah, as I said earlier, just really proud of how they played and, and really showed that Aussie spirit that we love. Yeah, it was just that elite top-level experience in the end that was the difference between the two teams or any particular skills or tactics that you think uh, Australia could have changed up and maybe changed the result? Well, so a questionable sort of in that when, so after dominating the end of the second quarter, USA came out after halftime and really hot once again and, and went on a massive run that sort of blew the game apart and, and coach Brian Gorge and he didn't call a timeout, which some people have sort of said he probably should have to sort of to halt, halt that momentum, but he didn't, and the USA just kept going. But um, apart from that, the, the defence of Australia, they just couldn't keep it up for the whole game. It, it's so tiring to play that kind of defence against the great offensive players that USA have for, for 40 minutes, and, and they just couldn't do it. It's, it's as simple as that, really. Mm, yes, yeah, oh, pretty pretty heartbreaking just to hear you talk about it. even yeah. though I didn't watch it. It's, yeah, pr- pretty shattering to kind of have it the dream gold medal run end in that way but uh, there's a match coming up against France or Slovenia depending on the result from the game later tonight because we're recording before that so obviously we still don't know who we're playing but how do you reckon our chances are if we play France and if we play Slovenia? Uh, yeah, so obviously after losing a game like today, it is pretty tough to bounce back from but the Boomers sort of have to do that in 48 hours so they have tomorrow off and then the the bronze medal game will be at nine o'clock on Saturday night. So we're all in lockdown. So we might as well be watching that. So I expect everyone to tune in and cheer on the boomers as they look to really to get that first medal at Olympic games. They've never had one. And if they can get a bronze, that'd just be incredible. And, and with uh, France and Slovenia, it's Slovenia's first Olympics with Luka Doncic just dominating. So either France or Slovenia would be a, a really tough opponent, but I think France probably can get the job done against Slovenia tonight and then move on to the final and, and we take on Slovenia, I, I think. But you never know with Luca, He could go off and, and lead Slovenia to a, to a gold medal match. So either way, it's going to be a tough, tough game, that, that bronze medal game with after sort of coming down from this game against the USA. But they'd like to think they can really put themselves in a good position and, and hopefully get that bronze medal. Mm, I'm not sure how much of an eye you have been keeping on Slovenia, but have they got any players that are any good other than Luka Doncic, or is it just a one-man show for them, really? Uh, you could you could say it's a one-man show, but they definitely have some players that have really lifted over the last uh, two weeks of the tournament. And and like as I said, it's their first Olympics, and Luka is definitely the the leading man, and he can 
he's an incredible player and, and does what he wants out there. But they've got um, Dragic out there and he's been really good and he, he was great last game. He was alongside um, Doncic the whole game and, and really played well. So they do have other threats, but, but it, undoubtedly if you can slow down Doncic, you've got him covered basically. But, but that's a task very, very hard to do. Mm, yeah, and I don't know if it's quite as hard to do, but French player Rudy Gobert, he's a gun as well. Uh, from the Utah Jazz, I think, in the NBA. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so yeah. is he the standout for France as well? Have they got many other strengths? that They've probably got a bit of, few more bases covered around the court than Slovenia, I'm guessing. Yeah, so Gobert, he's the anchor for their defense. He's he's a defensive player of the year in the NBA. I think he's got three of them now, and he, he really does anchor that defense for them. But then they've got Evan Fournier, who... Is just who was with Boston this past season in the NBA after the trade deadline, but he's just signed with the New York Knicks for about eighty million over four years. So he's obviously a, a very good player, and and he can he can really shoot it from deep, and he's sort of been their go-to player this tournament. So he's another one to keep an eye out for sure. Mm, and in other kind of men's basketball news, not specifically strictly Olympics related, but couple big transfer uh, stories coming out uh, of the Boomers squad um, with some movement into the NBA. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so Paddy Mills got himself a, a really nice contract uh, with the sort of, you'd call them the, the championship favourites, the Brooklyn Nets. They've got a, ma- a big three of Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving and James Harden. So it's if those three are healthy and then Paddy coming off the bench doing what he does, I'll be That'll be a real force that so he signed with them for two years. And then uh, Jock Landale made it to the NBA. So he's he signed with San Antonio for two years. And that's just an awesome reward for a player that's really sort of had to toil away in Europe and then Australia this year um, after a great college career. And, and he'll be in the NBA this coming season with San Antonio. So that'll be great to see. And that that's going to kind of improve their game and just perform, uh, improve their performance at an international level as well, presumably. Yeah, for sure. Jack Landau, he's really earned this um, this shot in the NBA and I, I just think he'll take it with both hands and come 2024 in Paris, I think the Boomers will, be, will have so much more NBA experience and they'll be ready to go against Team USA once again, hopefully. Mm, oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. And hopefully in this third place playoff, in the bronze medal match, we can uh, go one better than we did in Rio against Spain. So fingers crossed. But in terms of the Opals, on the women's side of things, ah, geez, no, pretty, got pretty comprehens- comprehensively destroyed by the US the other night. Tell us about that game. Ah, uh, yeah, that was, it was always going to be a tough game. The USA, they're just, they're basically, it might sound harsh, but they're a class above. Uh, us and, and most other teams on the, in the world at the moment. They've just got so many superstars and, and legends of the game that are suiting up for them. And Brianna Stewart, she just absolutely dominated in the first quarter and, and really put the game to bed in in the first few minutes, to be honest. And um, they just built their lead. I think they had a 17-0 run in that first quarter and just blew the game apart. And you can't allow a team like USA to get a 17-0 run. And from there, it was going to be uphill battle for the Opals and they were never really in the game, but they kept fighting it and sort of brought it back to the 20-point mark in the end. But, um, yeah, they were never really in that contest. The USA just bigger, better and stronger, to be honest. So, yeah, it, it was a tough way to end, but they definitely had that great um, win to get into the quarterfinals, which was so super exciting. But, um, yeah, then they sort of crashed back down to earth against Team USA. 
yeah, not not entirely unexpected, but still pretty disappointing the way it all panned out in the end. But in the semi-finals of uh, of the tournament, we've got US against Serbia and Japan against France, and the US the only team in the top four in the world rankings. So are any of those other teams a shot at kind of competing with them at all? I think of of the of those three others. I think Serbia will give. They're sort of the one that can really. Um, they're super confident at the moment. They won Eurobasket just prior to the to the uh, Olympics, which is a massive tournament over in Europe for all the European teams that compete in it. And they won that. And they've sort of taken that confidence from that tournament into these Olympics. And, and they're really they're a strong team. They've got a good front court and and some good guards as well. So they're a real threat. But I do think the USA will just. They, I can't see them being beaten personally, and, and yeah, like I, and the other semi-final will be a great one. I think sort of Japan, really, um, they they came out really well in that uh, quarterfinal against Belgium and surprised a lot of people by beating Belgium, who who were definitely the heavy favourites. And then France, sort of led by Gabby Williams, they did enough to just hold on against Spain in their quarterfinal, so they've got a semi-final berth, and that should be a great game. But I think France will get over the line against Japan. Mm, right, yeah, I'm surprised Japan even have a team in the tournament. I, I didn't even know they were competing until I saw them in the semi-final fixture, to be honest. But uh, just in terms of the Opals, again, what do you reckon they're going to take out of this tournament? Obviously, disappointing ending. Liz Cambridge not there, can't help. Oh, yeah, it's just kind of – how do you reckon they'll reflect on the tournament looking back on it? Yeah, I think they, they would have learned a lot about themselves and each other this tournament. It was, it was always going to be a tough – Tough task to medal because meddling is always the goal for the Opals, but it was always going to be super tough to do that without Liz. And, and especially when you've planned for well, four, five years, actually, when it's this Olympics with Liz sort of being that center point on, on both offense and defense. She was the whole game plan was built around her, and to have her sort of taken out a week, just a week prior to the Olympics after five years of planning, you, you can't really, um, they're on the back foot from the start and they. They definitely, they definitely went into it, but then even without Liz, the, the defense wasn't there, and, and to be honest, the offense was was stagnant throughout, and then really struggled to score. So, I think you, they'll have a hard, a good hard look at themselves and sort of see what what the makeup of the team is going for, because they've got an aging team, and there's a lot of great youth coming through. So, I think that there will be some changes, and and I think those young players are ready to sort of get it going. Mm, yeah, that does sound exciting. But same question for the Boomers. Obviously, they've still got a game left, so it all kind of rides on this result against France or Slovenia. How, how do you think they're going to look back and reflect on this tournament? Do you reckon they've met expectations? Like, firstly, answer the question, if they win that game against the uh, in the bronze medal match and then if they lose that game, what do you reckon? Yeah, it sort of does really uh, depend on this match, the bronze medal match, because they came in just set on gold medal. Obviously, that was always going to be difficult, but... But it's just a medal. They wanted a medal because they've never medaled before, and and it's definitely, as they've said, a, a realistic goal. And they've proven that and that they are a top three team in the world, and and can really challenge the, the good teams out there. And and I think they can take a lot of confidence away. But it's in, it'll be interesting to see. They've also got some older guys. If they can still be there in three years to to move on to Paris, but um, I think it's definitely an exciting time for Australian basketball with with both the men and the women. But, yeah, I think a lot does ride on if they're able to get over that hump of, of getting a medal. And, and if they can, it, it's definitely a success. And if they're not, if not, they'll uh, they'll definitely be very disappointed. Who are those older guys? Uh, yeah, so got 
sort of, well, the ones that have been there a few years, so there's Baines, Ingalls, Mills. You'd think Mills and, and would be able to go around again. But, uh, yeah, the older guys like that, they've been around and, and they've really fought hard for the program and, and really built the culture of the boomers. And, and you'd, I'd love to see them go around again, but, but age does catch up. But, but um, yeah, hopefully they're able to keep going. Yeah, hopefully indeed. But I think that's just about that for um, this little interview. So thanks very much for coming back on the show for the third time. Hey, that might be a record for any of our uh, guests or equal record, I think, for our expert guests through throughout the Olympics. So thanks for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me. Oh, cheers again, Hayley. You're, you're a legend. Thanks so much for coming on again. Uh, yeah, awesome basketball coverage throughout. We were talking about that France versus Slovenia game. Hadn't finished uh, when we were recording it, uh, but France ended up beating Slovenia. Listen to this. Slovenia were up by two points at halftime. Luka Doncic smashing it, but France ended up winning by just a single point, a solitary point, 90 to 89. So the Boomers are going to play Slovenia in the bronze medal match, and France will play the US in the gold medal match. Two very, very spicy ties there. And speaking of kind of spicy events, we've got a whole day of spicy events coming up today on day 14. I'm going to take you through your schedule for the couch. 60% of the country is in lockdown at the moment. So 60% of people are going to be watching the Olympics all day. Don't worry about your Zoom meeting at work. Get on the couch from 6.30 a.m. all the way to almost the middle of the night and watch the Olympics because there's not much of it left. So the first thing, the first thing you want to be watching is a 50K race walk at 6.30 a.m. Get up bright and early for this one. It's a thrilling event. Um, Ridey and Cowley, the Aussies representing us in the 50K race walk. Uh, Jared Talent, legend. Uh, he holds the Olympic record in the 50K race walk from his London walk. Uh, and that's 16 minutes quicker than Cowley's. PB. Uh, I think they usually take like three and a bit hours for that, uh, close to four hours, bit under. So three and a half to three three hours fifty maybe. So that will be going on for a while. That one starts bright and early, five thirty local time. Jeez, he, he won't be getting much sleep tonight. Uh, right in Cowley and twelve thirty p.m. A bit later on, Maria Fay, Artacho del Solar, and Telequa Clancy. Much anticipated this one, the gold medal match in the beach volleyball coming up against the US. US, very good pairing. Alex Klinman and April Ross, they're fifth in the world. Like I said before, the Aussies are 17th. But Australia's got a pretty good history in beach volleyball. 21 years ago, winning the gold medal in the first women's beach volleyball event, Kerry Pothas and Nat Cook. Hopefully 21 years later, we can replicate that beat the US. We didn't beat the US yesterday, but my God, I want, I want to beat these guys today. Maria Faye, Artacho Del Solar, and Talika Clancy, please, please do it. We are 60% of the country is in lockdown. We want to see you win. Everyone wants to see you win other than the American fans, I reckon. And of course, you will very much be wanting yourselves to win. They'll be aiming for gold. They were aiming for gold pre-tournament. And they're, they're going to be nervous, but they are going to be pumped for this one. Hopefully they can get up a bit later on in the day, 3.47 p.m., Harry Garside, this has been much talked about this one. In the men's lightweight semi-final in the boxing against the Cuban Andy Cruz, Garside, he's guaranteed a bronze medal because there's no bronze medal bout in the boxing. So if you make a semi-final, you're guaranteed at least a bronze medal. If he beats Andy Cruz, he'll get a silver or a gold, obviously. But his fight is at 3.47 p.m. And then 
4.30 p.m., friend of the show, Carlin McCulloch, she is in her individual sprint qualifying heat at 4.30. All this time's Australian Eastern Standard Time. Of course, I should have mentioned that before, but Carlin McCulloch, hopefully she can go a bit better than her Kieran. Maybe get to the final this time, maybe even challenge for a medal. I know she was talking about that in her goals, which you can listen to in the back catalogue of Where Do We Begin? Just a couple of days ago, you can hear what she's aiming for. So 4.30 is a uh, first qualifier. And then the top 24 of that, uh, of the 30 people in that, go into round one. That's from 5.16 p.m. And then the top 16 of that go into round two from 7.06 p.m. And then over the next couple of days, uh, there's four more possible rounds that all the sprinters could be in. And if they go all the way, uh, it will wrap up on Sunday. Very, very exciting. I love a bit of track cycling. And then later on in the evening, getting to a bit of athletics. Uh, I love watching athletics at night. It's, it's great to watch it on the couch at 9.50 p.m. Mackenzie Little, Catherine Mitchell, and Kelsey Lee Barber, they're in the women's javelin final for Australia. So those three are all Aussie, obviously. So that means three out of the 12 competitors in the women's javelin final are Aussie. Great representation there. Um, Mackenzie Little, she actually got a PB in the semifinal, 62.37 meter and meters, and Kelsey Lee Barber, just a handy 62.59 metres, her season best uh, in the semi-final. Hopefully, they can get amongst the medals those three. Uh, 10 p.m. This one was meant to be at midday in Tokyo, but it's been moved to Yokohama because of all kinds of weird broadcasting things. The women's football gold medal match, the women's football final, the IOC expected the U.S. to qualify for this one, so they originally scheduled it at midday so the U.S. fans could watch it be a convenient time. It's been moved to 10 p.m. because the U.S. hasn't qualified. Uh, Sweden and Canada, or Sweden especially, both really, Sweden especially campaigned for this to be moved later on so they didn't have to swelter in the uh, Tokyo humidity and the Tokyo heat. And Yokohama is like an hour out of Tokyo. And so the women's football final, Canada, Sweden. Canada's only won two games in normal play throughout these games. They had two draws in the group stage, just one, one game in that one. They beat Brazil on penalties in the quarterfinal, then beat US just 1-0, uh, great result, but 1-0 in the semifinal. So they, they've been grinding out some results, getting some uh, crucial points through draws, but they'll need to win this one. Maybe they can win it on penalties again, but Sweden are a tough team to beat. They're fifth in the world. Canada are eighth in the world. 10.35 p.m., the women's 400-meter final. No Aussies in this one, but I still think it's very interesting. Uh, Stephanie Ann McPherson from Jamaica, she's got the quickest time in uh, the lead-up to this final in the Olympics, 49.34, handy time for 400 metres, I reckon. Then 10.50 p.m., the women's 1,500-metre final. We know Stuart McSwain and Oli Hoare uh, representing the Aussie men in the 1,500-metre final, but that's later on. That's on Saturday. Jessica Hull and Lyndon Hall uh, in the women's 1,500-metre final at 10.50. Uh, in the lead-up to this, Earlier in the games, Hull ran a national record time of 3.58.81. So hopefully they can do very well as well. It's great to see two Aussies in an athletics event. And then 11.30pm, no Aussies in this one either. But we've got the men's and the women's 4 by 100 relay finals from 11.30pm. And 
that just about wraps me up for another episode of Tokyo Daily. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Wherever you are, support the show however you can. Um, not not many episodes to go. We really uh, want to get as much support as we can before this series ends because we've really enjoyed doing it, and we, um, yeah, we we we, we want to know that you guys have been enjoying it too. Uh, so give us feedback, give us a message at WDWBpod on the socials. WDWBpod uh, message there. Tell us what you think. If you room for improvement, let us know. Things you like, let us know. Give us a review as well. That'd be great. Anyway, my name's Harper. You've been listening to a Tokyo Daily by Where Do We Begin. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys.